Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, producer of Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con and CT Gamer Con, both happening at Mohegan Sun. And I just want to let you know, if you're not following us on the almighty social network, you're missing out on a bunch of stuff. So you can follow me on Twitter at It's Terrific Con. That's I-T-S-T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C-O-N. It's Terrific Con. And if you're into gaming, make sure you check us out on Twitter at CT Gamer Con. That's C-T-G-A-M-E-R-C-O-N. And as always, you can look for us on Facebook at TerrificCon and CT GamerCon, and we're even on Instagram. So do me a favor and follow me there. Plus, check out my brand new show on YouTube, Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure, where we go every two weeks and look back at the things you love, TV, movies, toys, and more. That's Mitch and Ed's Excellent Adventure. Now sit back and get ready for another episode of Power Cosmic Podcast. Thanks. You're listening to Terrific Con presents the Power Cosmic Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to everything you love. That's comic books, TV, movies, collectibles, and more. Brought to you by Mitchell A.S. Halleck, the producer of Terrific Con, the world's greatest comic con every summer at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut. Join Mitch and his special guest, Jerry Ordway, and his pals all across the comic fandom as they talk about the things you love. Now, sit back, get ready, and listen to today's episode of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Today is March 7th. That's crazy, right? right? March 7th already. The winter that never was. We had a, about, I'd say, what six inches of snow all year. Not that I'm, not that there's anything wrong with that. No, don't complain about it. No, because watch me get like hit with a major snowstorm next week because it's happened. I remember being like in tax day years ago when we had a snowstorm come out of nowhere. Put this on. Do not disturb. Yeah, but you were really disturbed. Disturb. Yeah. So we were talking about movies. We were talking about. Babylon. Now, the, the movie, did you think it needed to be three hours and eight minutes? No. I was like, why? Not More is not always better. I'm not talking about Roger Moore or Dudley Moore. I'm talking about no, Mary Tyler Moore. I think the problem... Who's buried right over there, actually. They're trying for spectacle. And this, maybe it's easier to justify it. Do you think because of the post-COVID world, they're thinking, well, we got to get people in the seats, so we got to give them a huge epic. But everything's over two hours. Everything, that's what I'm saying. Even the Spider-Man movie was two hours and 40. Every, Wakanda oh, Forever was 240. Um, is it on Netflix or something? They have the uh, Spider-Man one that the... Un, un, the expanded the one? The expanded one is on it's one on? of the streaming. Really? It has like 30 one. minutes of extra footage. Maybe Netflix or something? Yeah. I think Netflix has the Sony ones on, yeah. That's, I told you there was actually like... Explains a little bit more. Did they do more. a DVD or a Blu-ray of that? No, they, they never did, which well, I was there like, you go. what the hell? I used to buy all that stuff. Because you told me that last Wakanda Forever thing didn't have all the deleted scenes. No, it was annoyed. Disney doesn't. Disney used to put the deleted scenes on their channel, but I noticed they haven't done that yet. Maybe they're waiting a while because you tune in and suddenly there's like 12 deleted scenes. But when you spend like 25 bucks for a Blu-ray, you'd think that they would reward you Mm. and not have scenes that are just on YouTube. 
Like I told you, I watched The Sting last night. I wonder if there's extra footage on that thing. It's been 50 years, literally 50 years that movie came out. I would bet. With there's DVDs, probably deleted scenes. Like probably early 2000s, DVD would have had a lot of features. With, well, Redford's still around. You want, Actually, that whole cast, I think Redford's the only one left. Yeah. Because Harold Gould's long gone. Uh, what was the My Favorite Martian guy again? Crans? Not Cranston. Ray Walston. Ray Walston, he's long gone. Paul Newman's passed away. Yeah. yeah, everybody's gone. I'm pretty sure Ellen Bernstein's gone. Or whoever that one is. I keep calling her Ellen Bernstein, but it's not, you're saying. Eileen Brennan? Eileen Brennan. She's yep. gone, isn't she? Maybe. No? There I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes you don't need to have eggs. Just like I said, you don't need every not every movie needs a sequel. Not everything. Here's the one for you. Mr. We're gonna get to comics because people are like, why, why do you guys ever talk about comic books? The kids that tune into this show, and there are a lot of them. I noticed the numbers. They're not kids. The last like fifty-year-olds. They are. Hey, <laughs> even people with enlarged prostates have to listen to podcasts. <laughs> but we can't sit through a two-hour and thirty-minute movie. Take a left. Take a left. That's for our <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, they liked. I told you we got good ratings on that. Uh, the Contact High episode that when was we funny. went to when we went to Quadro. Quadrophenia, whatever yeah. it was. It? Quadromania. Quadrophenia. Quadrophenia. Sting was in it. Who saw that coming? That was Quantumania. Mm-hmm. You know what's so funny? It's like they don't. It was a good movie, but I'm saying they don't stand out anymore. You know what I mean? The movies used to be so monumental. There's like, so many of them. I know, but you used to say, oh, I saw Superman. Oh, Chris Furry. Batman. Oh, Michael Keaton. Now it's like Ant Man. Wait a minute. Which one was that? And they go, oh, yeah, that was the 32nd Marvel movie. It's. Not that it's bad, but it's just so much of it, you know. But think about it. The Flash is... No, no. Shazam's coming out next The first two Ant-Man movies were kind of self-contained. Yeah. Somebody told me this one was, too. But I'm saying it was self-contained, but it's also... This one kind of had the burden of being the start of the next wave. Yeah. Which, to me, seems big. You know? Yeah. And it's still Ant-Man. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that... I, I was. Everybody's talking about. Oh, it was the big drop off in box office. Was there a big box office? It was the b- steepest drop oh, since no. Black Widow. Really? For second week, but the first week made more than they expected. Yeah. So, I told you when we went to see it. The fact that there was not one, not two, but three movies about yeah. Ant Man still boggles my yeah, mind. It's crazy. So, yeah. But I mean, I think that there is a fatigue set in. But it's, yeah. a lot of it is related to me. It relates to the quarantine time and the yeah. fact that movies weren't being well, put and out and plus they're coming out so like shotgun is like, now but yeah. stuff is like been waiting yeah it's stacked on top of each I'm other I'm still amazed when you like I'm watching a show on some, and then you see the extras and they go well we started it in, in 2020, 2020 yeah. and then we had to shut down and then, and then we finished it now like yeah. I watched the extras on the Batman movie and oh I had, okay I had the Blu-ray and I hadn't watched it so Rachel and I watched it last week oh they were from Metro and Cove but I remember that <clears throat> and they shut down and yeah. they actually lost one crew member oh really who died oh, yeah, I didn't of COVID know. and uh, you know but you hear the timelines and you think wow this is kind of nuts because the same thing happened well, to Black Adam the yeah. same thing happened to I mean, Black Adam hadn't started production, but they it was ready to go. And should have stopped that production. But anyway. Yeah. Maybe I saw they t- should have done it. Speaking of the Batman, I saw a picture today of Colin Farrell. Oh, yeah. In the Penguin outfit. They're still going ahead yeah, with yeah. that show. Yeah. Well, they that actually HBO ca- show. They cast a couple of good people, which no, I'm not remembering. No, it's um, uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown is going to be added to it, yeah. Boss Maroney, who was yeah. the one that was behind yeah, Two-Face. Yeah. Throws the acid in his face. Yeah. But here's the weird thing. So are they building... Is it going to be like a Marvel thing? So they're building a 
a subset TV series that you have to watch. So when you go to see Batman 2, it'll be like, Maybe. well, if you watch this TV show about the Penguin, there's a lot of extra characters that are just like they did with um, WandaVision. Like, yeah. Because a friend of mine doesn't have Disney+, Plus and he just saw Wanda, uh, Doctor Strange. He's like, what the hell happened to WandaVision? I go, what yeah. do you mean? He goes, well, why is she in an orchard? Right. What, what's going on? Why is she a bad person all of a sudden? I go, well, she made this town. And right. If you didn't watch it, I don't. It's like those issues. Remember, yeah, but, but here's the thing: like, if, if you, you just were, read a cr- cr- right, crisis, if you were a kid reading a comic. Did you read all the extra you issues? You would go, "Oh, that's intriguing. I wonder why Wanda went bad." Yeah. And then you'd go back and look Get for this, the back the issues. side issue. Yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd search for back issues. Now you go, "Oh, I wonder why." But was this that happened. designed originally to Disney Plus to spur the sales of those other books? Like, no one was going to oh, read definitely. The, no one's going to read The Fury of Firestorm, I mean, it felt, but they're going to do it because it's a tie-in. Right, but I think in, in the comics, when they first started doing footnotes, it was kind of a... Sell think, back issues. Yeah, but I think no, I think it was Roy Thomas because it was, yeah. it was a continuity nut. And he kept going, well, wait, if this character appeared here... Yeah, way back in FF3. to it yeah. because that was his whole gig. But that's what made me want to go back to get those old books because oh, yeah. I would read and go, oh, wait, this guy oh, no. was in I another mean, issue. When I was a kid, yeah. I, I, I was impressed with the fact that, like, you know, I think I told you I picked up Spider-Man 50 was yeah. the first one. And that was like seeing footnotes going, oh, this character showed up earlier. Yeah. I need to find that issue. Now, they weren't making more money on that because it was already in back issue bits. Yeah, you weren't going to make money but off it of back issue. But it made bookstores money. I do think that it kept interest and it yeah. really did found a the, what, world. We, what yeah. we now have as a comic book industry. DC didn't really get into that a lot? No, they were not into continuity. Oh. We had to fight that when we were on Superman. Even in the day? Even in the yeah. 70s? They didn't go back to back issues? and They didn't do footnotes. But you know what? Somebody was telling me. But that's and the back issues weren't that hard. hard where they weren't, yeah. they weren't in demand. No, you're right. Maybe Marvel was the big Marvel pioneer Marvel was smarter for that. because they kept those characters kind of relevant. Well, here's the thing, too. Like, when the Joker showed up as a kid, when I was yeah. a kid, he wasn't in every book. He was, like, once every couple of years, the Joker. It was a big deal. It's like, oh, my God, the Joker showed up. You know what I mean? But now it's like he's got his own ongoing series. Yeah. And they really watered it down by putting him. It's not special anymore. They made that whole Gotham world this, like, here's Catwoman, here's what They all have their own series now, you know? Don't you feel like... I remember thinking... And they're not bad guys. When the first Superman movie came out, yeah. it was like, does Lex Luthor need to be in every Superman movie? No. no, but he is now. Somebody else tells me that they go, doesn't he have other people? I go, yeah, who would you get? I go, Bizarro always comes up. Which just The Piddling. Toy Man is not... I would Mr. love to Piddling. see Mrs. Piddling. The parasite was always a good idea, but I don't know. I mean, the problem is that General Zod comes movies, up a lot. You know, if they cast like a big name actor, unless you're Nicholson and your character's killed off in your yeah. Batman movie, you're going to have another you know reappearance. And I understand it because Hollywood works on different. Yeah, it's just like I was thinking about this reading about oh, we could actually talk about was uh, Mark Guggenheim. Yeah, I guess today was. He did some interview, and all the Twitter headlines were, you know, Mark Guggenheim is upset. He wasted his time on the Arrowverse because James Gunn won't give him a meeting oh, or something. He had 10 years of that. But I, I get it. Yeah. You know, because the Arrowverse is technically ending. Yes, with the Flash, know. yeah. But, I mean, I think people taking something out of context out of an interview also yeah. because it's a headline. 
But I keep going, why can't you let Gunn build his own little castle? Why can't he build his yeah. own little sandcastle? Well, he I mean, doesn't the, need to keep relying on no, everybody no, but else. The point, I guess the point is he, he, you know, maybe he feels like he'd like to be involved. Uh-huh. You know, and it's not no, unreasonable it. if you if you created ten series or yeah, whatever, yeah, brought yeah. them to TV. You'd think, well, hey, I know what I'm doing here. Maybe you guys, you know, I could be part of this. Yeah, I know, but, but I could I could see James Gunn's point of view. Like, look, I really want to try my own thing. So I stop. Don't think that. Me. I mean, you've been reading about this. That the all no. this sh- the networks are pulling back on oh, yeah, content. It's not a lot of scripted shows. So it's shows. not the same as it was like a year ago. No, not at all. You know, if you're no. talking about doing two shows a year and then focusing on movies, that's totally different no. than having... and I think you want the spectacle to come back. You want the movies to be bigger yeah. than, oh, it's on TV. Same thing with Star Trek. I've told people that, to, like, the reason keep it on TV. Don't worry about the movies. Yeah. But what they need to do is they, not, they need to not make the movie stuff show up on streaming right away. Well, I, th- I don't know how they're going to get out of that once the genie's out of the bottle. They can do it. Disney's done they did it, it with, a little they bit. They did it with Top Gun. Well, we just had the Black Panther. You yeah. watch Black Panther, you don't get all the extras. No, you have to the, go get the DVD. The funny if you thing, too, that. though, is the Black Panther showed up on Disney Plus before it showed up on Blu-ray. Yeah, it did, yeah. So that seems They did that with Thor, too. Because, right, they've done it with, they did it with the Doctor Strange as well. It feels like there's a point where you're undermining Well, they're trying to get people to buy Disney Plus. Because they want you to go to Disney Plus. They right. don't want you to... But yet you're paying 25 bucks or something for a DVD or Blu-ray. I know it's Paramount, unlike sh- Disney, puts their stuff out on disc. You can yeah. go to but they Best should. Buy a Walmart, you give, you but give you it, can't do that with Disney Plus shows. But I'm shows. saying, you, you do that because you give it a shot, you know? No, but I said to you. people who are hardcore buy it, yeah. and then, you know, but if you watch it and it's available on the streaming thing... Why do I need to buy it? Because well, no, I'm saying, but you can't go get Wandavision. You can't get the Guardians Christmas special. Yeah. You can't buy them yeah. at the store. You have to get Disney Plus. So if you really want to watch that, because I feel bad, my UPS guy is a big Marvel movie guy, but he doesn't have Disney Plus. And I'll talk to him, and he goes, "Oh, I just watched this Thor movie, and you know what are they talking <laughs> about? What what happened here?" And I'm telling him about who She Hulk because he goes, "Oh, it's almost like he's." Like I said, they're crisis issues. Yeah. If you just read the core series, you did get a story, a yeah. complete story, but there was a little extra chapters if you read the tie-in books. But do you think they mil- went to the well too many times with that? They milked it? Like, comic-wise hey, or Comic-wise, comic-wise, yeah. Like, look at DC now. They just relaunched Superman. Yeah. I started picking it up, issue 10,051, or yeah. 1,051. Well, there was a Superman 1. Right, there? yeah, but they relaunched it, and it's kind of like, well... This doesn't seem to have the biggest impact like it would have had back when you guys were doing it 30 years ago. If you relaunched Superman back then, it was like Superman 1. Oh, my. Remember there was four issues? Well, because when Byrne did The Man, <coughs> of, the Man Steel, of Steel, that yeah. was the first renumbering right. re- new title was whatever in 40 years. Yeah, but then it became or commonplace. Yeah. Then it was like there was a new number one every other month. But the, the I mean, again, I don't know who, if all of our audience is 50 years old and older. Yeah. But during the 90s especially, actually, frankly, during the 80s and 90s, from crisis up through present day, every year was some big crossover. Right, it was the, the event. And there was a point where, you know, in the last 20 years, that the crossovers are so invasive yeah. that they upset continuity on regular books and often would restart continuity on regular books. And that's a problem, I think, from a reader point of view, because you do... 
I think you exist. Yeah, why invest the time yeah, in it? Yeah, a monthly comic you, exists. Yeah. A lot of it exists on momentum. Right. You know, and you, you do this whole storyline. Yeah. You have characters in the background doing stuff, and then suddenly, oh wait, after Infinite Crisis, everything's changed. Well, or what did they, when you were doing Shazam, you had a couple years on it. Didn't they come up to you and tell you? There's a big crisis, a big event had, coming up. We had, like sometimes there were two of them in a year. Shazam lasted. Really? Shazam lasted basically four years. And you had two. We in a had year. Underworld Unleashed. Yep. We had Kingdom Come, which yep. actually affected me. We had the Final Night. Yeah, the the Green Lantern story. With, yeah. yeah, with yeah. the with How the Jordan snow coming back. and every world getting the world cold. But the sun was getting absorbed. Um, yeah. And there was another. What was uh, Final Crisis? One million. Yeah. That was that one million, yeah. yeah, yeah, and there was probably one more, but that's four in four years. Was it zero hour? In none there of too? them. No, it was right before it, but none oh. of them affected the continuity. You know, in other words, like you weren't like, oh, we're suddenly restarting everything. No, but th- was that in the but back of your mind when you're trying to tell your storyline? Like, yeah. oh, great, now well, I got to rearrange my direction. Because it's oh, if you add this little tagline on, it's gonna it's gonna bump sales five thousand. No kidding. You know, but then after a while, people got it wary could of bump it. it, and then you'd lose more. When yeah. the, you know, after the I used crossover. to hate buying all those books, like books I would never read, yeah. and then you get it, and you're like, I didn't need to buy this because back then you were like, you know, on a budget, you're like, why am I spending fifteen, twenty dollars on these extra books that yeah. really don't affect this main well, like, story? When like, Crisis came out, yeah, the the crisis, first one, the, the the entire DC line was there for support. But they didn't necessarily tell the story. The crisis right. still had everything in there. So it was about reaction or, you know, it was up to the writers and the creators of the individual books. Like, sometimes, like, we were told, like, when I was working on Infinity Inc., you know, you have to put a teaser at the end mm. of... And we did, I think, at the issue issue 10 or something. Yeah. Whatever there was an appearance. Of, I remember Harbinger would show up in all the DC yeah. books. Remember that he was yeah, a wave writer like, guy. You could still live without it. Yeah, he was like he'd be at the last page. You're like, who's yeah. this guy? And then you, if you didn't care, you your, didn't care, your money was still directed mostly towards the crossover. <clears throat> but it changed when they, they tried to make things a little more interactive and like, oh, well, you know, if this happens in a book, this should reflect in the other books. It's all. A, I mean, look, well, they want to sell comics. Yeah, you know, how well, do you compel people to, to? How do you compel somebody to buy five issues but of here's Spider-Man a month? You know, was that the old guard going away, and then the new guys were coming up that were like more marketing savvy than story savvy? No, but I think it this? was more of a business decision. Marketing. marketing. Yeah, everybody. I mean, people wanted to. Do were they really worried about the public uh, stock market and stuff like that? Was that a big thing at that point? No, because they were not big parts of like DC was part they of were Warner, Warner Brothers, Brothers, right? But they were under Warner Books. Yeah, but I'm trying to find what do you think was the cause that caused this mindset to go more on money and like sell more issues and tell a better well, story? I mean, you know, that's easy. Like for DC, the image was the one that was no, a catalyst. No, no, it's the company structure. Like when DC. When Jeanette Kahn came in? When DC was run by Jeanette and yeah. Paul Levitz. Yeah. And when Mike Carl and Dick Giordano, those people. Yeah. DC didn't have to prove themselves every year. Right. They didn't have to make a gazillion bucks. So they had when to be did profitable. It yeah. It shifted in the Dan DiDio era. Oh, that was because, in the 2000s. So. Yeah. But it shifted when they 
here's what I think I mentioned we talked about this before. Right. DC used to have licensing in house. You said that, yeah. So licensing was licensing corporation of America. All that jazz. Yeah, they yeah. made a gazillion bucks. Right. It had nothing to do with the comics necessarily. Oh, it was just the character, the, the but IPs, yeah. At the end of every year when they reported to Warner Brothers, they looked great because licensing corp made more money than the comics. Yeah. Because they were selling toys. So the and comics shirts, weren't yeah. like in danger of being shut down every month. Yeah. Once Warner Brothers stripped that away from DC and put it into Warner, DC has had to stand on its own. Okay. And so that's the 2000s. every year they have to show some kind of bump because, hey, how do we justify our existence? But isn't their audience getting smaller and smaller? The audience gets smaller. So they do, what, multiple covers? They do whatever. Yeah. They're all stunts, you know? Marvel went through the same thing Except with it in a different way, but they were run separately by Perelman. Yep. While Disney was running the movie stuff, and there was no—I don't think there was any real equity there because the company, comic company, was run on a shoestring. Yeah, yeah. They were like very, very low budget, you know. So. No, it's, it's just weird story going back story-wise. But it's like a, it's books. like you. If, if you have to. Yes. If you're personally someone's like your wife is saying. You need to make $100,000 this year. Yeah. It's different than if you're suddenly like, oh, we're com- combining both of our incomes. We're going to be happy. Right. We're going to be good. Right. But suddenly the onus is on you to be profitable, and you know you're in a market that's kind of shrinking. Yeah. What do you do? You bring wrestlers you and soap heroin. opera people. <laughs> no. Sell heroin on the side? Yeah. No. I there's mean, a sad, you know what? The sad thing it is changes, every, It changes things. No. Every single day I read the comments, the emails, the posts, the... And people, like, if I ask, if I announce a certain actor or a comic book creator, hey, can you get this guy? Hey, can you get that guy? Right. And they're all different requests. Yeah. And they're not the same person. Like, and I don't, I do it because I have to make a business. But my mind, I told you before, I just want to have all the comic book guys yeah. in. But the reality is, the world doesn't want all the comic book guys. They, 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 I went to a, a shop here in Fairfield and dropped off flyers for GamerCon. And I talked to this kid, he was about 25 years old, and I said, oh, what's, what's everyone excited about? He goes, oh, Pokemon, it's the biggest thing. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then anime, it's the biggest thing. And I said to him, what about comic books? He goes, not so much for young people. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, one, there's not that many comic book shops. Yeah. And two, the prices are very expensive. And three, it's hard to get kids into it now because they, it's scarcity. Yeah. And I was like, is that true? Because you and I know, I can go to 10 places right now and get comic books. Yeah. But I don't know what I would do if I was like eight years old and wanted to get into comic books because you would have your where the mom hell would drive I go? You. She'd have to find a place. Yeah. And where we live right now, yeah, but Fairfield you can, County, you can you look it up comics. now and find stuff easy. There's not on every street corner. Video games, I can go to no, Target, to, I can go to Walmart, I can go to They're destination stores. things as opposed to going to the corner, you know, store. A guy came in to try to buy a pack of baseball cards the other day when I was at Cave Comics. Yeah. He was getting it for his uh, kid's friend's birthday. And they said, we don't sell baseball cards. He goes, do you know anybody who would? And he goes, geez, I couldn't think. And I said, the fact Walmart. That Walmart probably would yeah. be it. But I'm saying, remember... Possibly as a, even Walgreens. Remember as a kid? Yeah, Walgreens would have had baseball yeah. cards. But the guy was like, he thought going to a comic yeah, book yeah. shop. But when we were kids, I remember every street corner had baseball cards. Yeah. Tops cars were at every yeah. pharmacy, so were spinner racks. But comic... We, I had no comic store in my... Or any, you had a pharmacy... Yeah. Yeah, at a, a pharmacy, they didn't sell comics. They didn't sell? Really? No. Mine did. And there was the, there was the only... pharmacy. We had the only... It was a Rexall drugstore a block from the school. They never sold comics. Really? Yeah. 
Didn't they have like an equivalent to a Seven Eleven? You didn't have like a. They soda had a shop? magazine rack. They didn't sell comics. Really? Yeah, there was just a, you know there was something. Maybe because I lived near New York, there was comics everywhere around here. No, you I think it, it had more to do with maybe it was still a backlash from the fifties. Oh, the, still? Yeah. yeah. I had a guy tell me once. But car- people complain at the stores. They would even when I was when he'd find the, one place. They say, "Why they don't you would have complain comics?" Yeah. Because. The employee had to straighten out the racks after kids went through the comics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, geez, you know, you do have a job. Yeah, it you keeps know. you busy. But they made a big deal about it. I'm that, that guy that puts the food back in the wrong aisle. My wife uh, yells at me. I go, hey, I'm giving a guy job security. Yeah. Like, why, did you, why did you put the well, bread in the ice cream aisle? <laughs> why did you put that lobster in the canned goods? <laughs> It'll teach it's him a lesson. stink up the place. No, 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 no. But, but grown older... I sit there, you know, I tell people this and I say it sounds like I'm, uh, I don't know what the hell I sound like, but. This the hundred year old man. No, the thought of a comic book, I tell people this all the time, it's hard for me to describe it. Because if you like rock and roll, if you like baseball, you yeah. like, there's something about it you like yeah. that means something to you. The same thing about a comic book, I go, somebody said, what's your favorite book? Right. I don't really have, I have certain favorite storylines and characters, but the whole idea of somebody sitting down with a pencil and a blank piece of paper yeah. and coming together with a visual and a story that I give to you and you can give to right. somebody else. And right. then you can sit down and you get a peek into their imagination. You know how amazing that is? It's like a movie. Yeah. But you don't have to spend all those millions of dollars like a right. movie because anybody can get a number two pencil and a, a piece yeah. of paper and tell an amazing story just like that. That's what I tell people is so special yeah. about comics because it's a magic that movies you need millions of dollars in computer effects but you also don't and need that. a million people so it's closer you don't. to it's, it's closer very to personal. an artist vision yeah you have a writer artist and an editor and that's and i don't need to have a million people to go see yeah. it to make a successful yeah, story yeah it's not like a movie where you have a thousand no. people on staff and you have that's why it's always so fun to go in a back you should bin yeah. and you might buy a book for a dollar yeah. and you open it up and it's a one-off story but it's like oh my god this was a great story and that's it yeah. but the only person who knows about it is like you right it's like remember when they used to have paperback novels everywhere oh yeah they were everywhere I mean yeah. talk about forget comic books but I remember you'd go to corner bookstores romance and there'd be books oh and, uh, there'd be yeah. romance and adventure and <laughs> men's books right and, You'd, you'd, read, you'd be like, this is great, because there wasn't any internet. Yeah. You'd literally, if you had a boring job, yeah. you'd sit there at a desk and you'd read this chapter well, you'd by, pick up a book on, to on your lunch hour. read on the bus on the way yeah. to work or something, too. You, you didn't have an iPod or something no. to listen to, but it was like a really magical thing. And that's why I still think of as comics. I don't know if it still exists, but I tell people there was something about that piece of paper that could take you anywhere and yeah. inspire you. But and it's its own thing. It's just its like thing. a video game is its own thing. It is. You know, a video game has a story, but it's not a story told to you. It's, it's a, a story that thing. you form yourself by playing it. You know what I mean? A comic or, I mean, again, it's like a TV show. No, but it brought people together, though, movie. too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a baseball and a bat you could give it in a playground years ago when I was a kid yeah. we would end up playing ball games against kids we didn't know from different neighborhoods because oh, yeah. you would just like team up and like yeah. hey want to play a game of ball but and that's what we would don't do don't you also think I mean one of the other key maybe things, video games do that over the internet one of the things I've noticed and again this is probably more of a based on where you live yeah whether you have some money you know whether you're scrounging for money comics used to be cheap they were cheap yeah but relatively speaking they're still cheap. Yeah. As entertainment. A the problem, bucks. you go to see a movie and it's what, 
oh, 20 bucks. 15 bucks, 15, easily. 20 bucks. Easy, just to get in, yeah. I mean, it's not the same as having something, they say, oh, 12 cents no. or 15 cents. But a movie but still has used to be yeah. under a dollar, too. Oh, God, yeah. We used to go to the dollar you know, theater and... Uh, it's what just that certain things that you talk about or you think about that are fixed as the, the, a, a certain amount, like but no, that a dime movie, to make a phone call. That movie something. Babylon, I told you we talked about earlier. Yeah. At the end, that did have it touched on that, where the guy goes into a movie theater to watch a fifty cent yeah. movie, but they show you the history of movies. They right. show you clips right. of like Singing in the Rain, Raiders yeah, yeah. Lost Ark. You're like, wow, look at all that. It's the same thing with a comic. Yeah. You literally can show a ten cent Superman book yeah. and then show a five dollar X Men book and it's the same right. ideas that haven't changed in the last well, like when seventy you, years. When you're a kid, like yeah. if you had a choice, would you read a book or would you read a comic? I read For a comic. For me, a comic had the visuals yeah. and the story right. and the and the words. Yeah. There's something neat about reading a book. Yeah. But a book is but your head would make up Different. the visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's its own thing. And we're inundated with visual information now mm. that we weren't when we were kids. Oh, I know, I know. You know, I mean, you have so many Do you so think it taught people things. to read? Do you think comics taught kids to read that normally wouldn't have read? I would think comics help people read better. Because I remember Stan Lee saying that when he'd go on those talk shows and try to advocate yeah. after the backlash comics took. He said, yeah. you know, if you put a comic down on a table... And walk away, a coffee table. Yeah. The kid's going to pick that up, and yeah. he's going to read. You know, it might yeah. not be War and Peace, but he's doing visual. But like Stan would yeah. always use big words. Yeah, but he was trying so to sell a cheap table. When I was table. a kid, yeah. if I didn't know what a word meant, I would look it up look in the dictionary, yeah. and then I knew that word. Right? Did you so ever see that classic? All credits, the... I got credit for it in school when I knew that word. I knew radioactive when I was five years old. Yeah. I didn't know what radioactivity. I couldn't describe you the whole process of it but the fact that I was in kindergarten and I knew what radiation was because my mom would read the uh, Incredible Hulk right. and they had that you know that little blurb they used to put on top of every Marvel book oh, right, like right. Dr. Bruce Banner right. you know uh, by gamma, gamma rays turned into the Hulk but the thing is I, would, I didn't know what a gamma ray was and I remember my mom saying gamma rays and I'd be like it's gamma that's what they say on the cartoon mom but uh, I would go to school and I was gamma uh, that's, that's your grandmother comes a, a, a gamma 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 ray like gamma gamma Ray. She married Uncle Ray. <laughs> but I would sit there, and the fact that I could spell radiation when I was like five was like a big deal. Yeah. But well, I told you before on the show, was agile. A-G-I-L-E, yeah. I remember looking and going, what is agile? Yeah. I looked it up it's in the sock, dictionary, Jerry. and then it came up in school, and, you're like, and I, I knew the word, is. and it was like, oh, that, oh, wow, that's really good. Well, Smarty Pants Oddway knows what the agile yeah. is. The other <laughs> kids are pulling their socks up. But, uh... No, well, I think that they can inspire in a different way. So, I mean... Do you think they're still teaching people? Or um, they're not well as well-written? And I don't want to no, disparage anybody are. out No, there. I think everybody has their own experience. It's generational. Do you remember that, clean, that scene from All in the Family with Archie Bunker reading a Tarzan comic book? And he had a dictionary by his side, and he goes over it, and he's reading the book, and you see him stop. He puts the, uh, the Tarzan book down, and he opens the dictionary up to read it. And then later on in the episode, uh, what's it, Rob Reiner as right. Meathead, his son-in-law goes, what do you know? You, you, you use a dictionary to read a Tarzan comic book. And, and, and Archie goes, there's words in there that nobody understands. And I was just like, yeah, that is true, but he was a grown man. Yeah. But then again, now looking back, I bet he was probably in his late 30s, early 40s. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're like, Archie Bunker's 100 years old. Now I'm probably way older than Carol O'Connor ever and look, was. Not everybody's interested in education. No. You know? No. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just, it does, you know, 
there's a lot of people out there who don't read. Yeah. And they're fine with it. Yeah, and they're the ones operating heavy equipment right now. <laughs> what is Fred Gile? Like, what is this? Yeah, right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's the Italian. Italian it's it's guy. a town in Italy. Frankie Fred Gile. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's the one who breaks your kneecaps if you show up. Slippery when wet. What is, li- what is slippery? Well, the know. one we used to laugh about, it was a Kirby thing. It what? was in uh, Superpowers or something yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. Was uh, Batman the Joker was pumping slippy grease? Sli- slippy it grease. Was slippy grease. And Carlin, we we still laugh at that. We could did, just say did, slippy grease, and we both know exactly where we did saw. Did Jack it. write that? Yeah, it was from Superpowers. Okay. I, mean, I understand, but maybe Paul Copperberg had a hand like, in that. Slippy grease is just a great one. There's a uh, lot of like fractured kind of things that exist only in comics. Oh, speaking of Superman, I just saw they're going to release a 4K version of the original Superman movies. And yeah. I'm like, geez, I already have it on DVD. Yeah, I have how many a Blu-ray. times are you going to buy how it? How am I going to buy it? What else can they show me on that? And I was like, and did you see that, did I, I sent you that article, they found a piece of like a, a Superman dummy or something yeah. in the base of Niagara Falls yeah, and yeah. they think it's from Superman 2 yeah. when they were filming the movie they probably I think just, they did the they old, threw it over the side well no I think they did the Captain Marvel like from the serial where they had the figure strung oh, on up the string? wire yeah. and had them fly I mean they used everything and it, in it, was, yeah. it was bouncing around inside the, the falls for the last 50 years or 40 years it was probably made out of styrofoam yeah. or something yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Christopher Reeve it's what's left of him <laughs> yeah the paint was kind of all Degraded on it. That was yeah, yeah. I, 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 it's just something. Like I said, when I was trying to watch a good movie last night, I actually thought about watching Superman. I was going through my HBO Max. I'm like, ooh, what could I watch? And I end up watching The Sting tonight. I might watch Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch. Uh, uh, what was it? The Great Gatsby with Robert Redford? Yeah, I saw that, that in the good. theaters too. I yeah. remember going to see that. Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow. Who's the guy? Was he the, was the, the uh, kid that yeah, shot himself the, at the end? That was Waterson? He was the He was friend. the friend. Nick Nick was it Nick something? I thought Frederick Forrest was the guy that killed himself. Remember there was Myrtle yeah, but, and Daisy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the, he was the the young guy who was enamored. Sport. Of, he old sport. Yeah, yeah the guy. It was Nick something. Wasn't Nick. It, it was Nick. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was Sam Waterson. Yeah, I didn't realize that. So... It's sad that there, I can only find movies from the 70s that I go, oh, this is a good movie. Well, you know what was... Coma was a good movie. Remember yeah. that one? That yeah. was with... Uh, Michael Douglas. Julia Binoche. No, it was Jean-Vievre. Oh, jo- oh, sorry. Wrong yes. French actors. Yeah, she was she was cute. But in, in Tom Selleck as the uh, corpse. Oh, yeah. They were, they were mining him. He went in for a knee operation. Next thing you know, they're... Have you ever, you've seen Cool Hand Luke, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Wayne Rogers is, a, is in that. Is and um, George Kennedy. Yeah. If you look at the background, oh, no, you're like, George there's, there's Trapper John. He has to eat the uh, eggs, the hard-boiled eggs, and George Kennedy's yeah, guys yeah, rubbing yeah, his belly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> it's, you know, I haven't seen some of these movies in such a long time. It's, like, new to me again. What's the one with um, Sidney Poitier and Rod Steiger? Well, the, in the Heat of the Night. In the Heat of the Night? Yeah. Yeah. But what's the, no, what's the one with the Tony Defiant Curtis? The Defiant ones. The Defiant ones, yeah, yeah. where they're handcuffed they're together. together, yeah, yeah. Because I remember reading a Marvel comic, and there was those characters, yeah. Hammer and Anvil. Yeah. And I go, wait a minute, they got this from a movie? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Roy Thomas took this from a movie? There's two... Comics stole from everybody. I know. And now everybody steals from comics. I know, it's funny. I remember I mean, the Pinkertons, the first time I ever heard of a Pinkerton was in a Marvel comic. It was called Caleb Hammer. It was in those Marvel oh, premieres. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a one-shot yeah. Western, and I was like... What's a Pinkerton? Yeah. And now I watch um, yeah, all 1883, yeah. and Sam Elliott is a yeah. Pinkerton. I go, hey, I read about that in a Marvel. Yeah. See? I learned something. 
Yeah, the Pinkertons were learned. pretty bad history. Oh, yeah, I know. They were like, <laughs> they were all union breakers. They'd show up in this basically yeah, kill were, everybody. Yeah, they were hired. Like, you know what I was watching when I saw the Freelance state? police. They're in the train station, and in the background is the staircase from the Untouchables. In which? And the Sting, yeah. Robert Redford goes to meet somebody. He goes oh. to meet Robert Shaw. Oh, that's right. They're funny. coming off the train in yeah, Chicago. Yeah. And Paul Newman's there, but in the background there's steers that are going to be oh. seen in The Untouchables years later. Remember oh, the baby oh, characters yeah. going down the street? Yeah, yeah. Which he stole from a movie by this guy, Eisenstein, which is oh, about right. the Russian Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that, that, was that the De staircase Palma. scene that was yeah. famous too? Was yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Baby carriage the, the baby staircase. carriage going down the thing. Yeah, yeah. Costner, see, it's all going back. <laughs> Costner, who's in Yellowstone. Untouchables, Yellowstone, yeah. Yes. You, well, I was going to ask you whether you watched the. Uh, it was, was Superman's dad too. Did you watch the um, Harley Quinn Valentine's Day special? Valentine special? No, Wayne told me I didn't even know it was on. He yeah, goes, they just popped it. In it there. just popped. He goes, yeah. "Did you guys watch?" I go, it "I didn't funny. know they were making yeah, a new one." Funny. I, I'll have to watch it. I think it has. I think they would have published it. He said Superman, Bane is in it. it has, oh, really? Yeah, Superman Lois. Oh, well, Bane's There's the a whole bunch character. of funny stuff in that. That's crazy. And sadly that it goes under the radar. I was like, if Wayne didn't mention it, I wouldn't have even known it was yeah. on. So. Well, they didn't really make a big thing. You just go on and it's like, oh, why does it say new under yeah. that? I already watched, but it was a new episode. So. Oh, uh, did you see the uh, Scooby-Doo crypto movie got released that was supposed to be washed? Remember when Warner Brothers folded all these shows and they yeah, said yeah. they'll never be seen? Yeah. Like the Batgirl movie? Yeah. Well, somehow the Scooby-Doo movie that was completed, that was set to be released, yeah. but they shot down made its way out into the internet so oh, you it's can on get the... bootlegs oh interesting well probably the creators right you probably they're like hey we got paid for this right but the whole movie was about him eating crypto crypto the super dog oh. teamed up with scooby doo and i was like oh why wouldn't they release that they literally had it all set to go again and they pulled the plug they want to save some money they were like you know what we'll probably well, make we, more we money we started talking about this at the restaurant at the yeah. colony pizza but I was going to say, I was, I was talking to somebody about the Shazam. Oh, about if it's going to make mo- the power the of the gods. Yeah. And I was feeling like, I th- I'm sure it'll be entertaining. Yeah. But I feel like there's no buzz leading no. up to it. And I kind of forgot that it's coming out until it's coming out next, next week. Next Thursday. So you and I'll based, be there. based on that, you'd think they'd already have advanced ticket sales. They did. I bought tickets. But I'm saying, like, I wonder, usually they can predict interest, but nobody's yeah. been talking about it. I didn't even know there was. I feel Here's badly the deal. if it doesn't do well, because, of course, then that doesn't bode well. For it's number another three. Warner Brothers thing. Yeah. No, here's the deal. Usually when the Marvel movies come out, they put a trailer out, and yeah. they go, tickets on sale soon, or right. they'll say, tickets on sale now. Yeah, yeah. And if I don't jump on that thing, yeah. you and I are sitting up in the rafters, because yeah. I literally have to wait and get the good yeah. seats in the middle. Because I sent you a message. Yeah. I was and like, then hey, you did said you get tickets? That? And I, I said to you, I already did, because... Yeah. I didn't even see a commercial. I just kind of went to the web page. It was under the the radar. They didn't even really go heavy-handed, like, tickets on sale now. Yeah. It was just there. Because I haven't even seen that many commercials or anything. Trust me, we got good seats because when they show you the chart to pick your seat, you can see where they are. I think we're the only Well, I bought them a couple weeks ago, but we were the only ones in the theater. And I was like, okay. I I hope it does well. Just, I hope, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. (sighs) I don't know. I, I know that there's going to be secrets because I can't imagine a dragon be, being the big thing. Apparently there was a whole subplot with Sinbad that got thrown out, I heard. Sinbad? He was going to be Uncle Marvel. Sinbad really? the comedian. Oh, wow. Was going to be in this movie. 
didn't hear any of that. And he was going to be Uncle Marvel. Somehow, why was it Sinbad? Wait, was it Sinbad? Did Sinbad do a movie called Shazam? That was Sinbad, wasn't it? Yes, he did a movie called Shazam years ago, I thought. Maybe. Or Kazam. Kazam. Or was that Shaquille O'Neal? Well, there was a Shaquille O'Neal thing. That he was, was a genie. That was No, but I Kazam, thought there was a Shazam movie. Yeah. No, he was Steel, wasn't he? And he was Kazam? Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal was Steel. Remember they made the movie yeah. Steel, John Henry? The, no, I think the other guy was... Um, it wasn't Sinbad? I don't know. Oh, I'm thinking Sinbad for some reason. But yeah, anyway, I, I heard there was a, a Uncle Marvel character that they said that they showed in earlier scenes, yeah. but they got rid of it. I'm like, I, I don't, don't remember. I feel like there's still that that, that whole Black Adam holding, thing. They got scrubs. they gotta be holding stuff. I would hope because I just have a hard time believing a dragon would be a big deal. Well, according to that timeline, that I really I see don't everywhere. get that. Like, why would you choose a dragon unless yeah, but, there's some yeah, but, other villain? But, but Flashpoint's gonna re boot the entire yeah. DC universe to the gun thing. And that comes out in June. We're not too far away from that. Yeah, that's true. And then it's Aquaman. Well, I got my, I got comps of this Batman yeah, you said, movie thing. Yeah, They're yeah. in softcover. It's the exact same book that was produced a I saw years that ago. was back out again, yeah. Oh, because of the Michael Keaton thing. It's part of the slipcase. They're doing like yeah, a slipcase that has the Flashpoint yeah. and one other book and the Batman movie book. So I don't know what the other book, but I think there's three trades that oh, go into this. I saw one that it looked, was in previews. They were pre- I think one of them it was looked a couple like months ago. one of them looked like a, an old uh, '80s VHS box. Did you see that? Yeah, I don't know. They put that Superman '78 okay. in the Batman '89 oh. series that came out. Yeah, and they put it. In oh, a, that's kind of. It cute. looked like a VHS. Yeah, this thing. is something yeah. that's timed with the Flash movie, and huh. it reprints the trade of Flashpoint. And in the Batman thing, and I told you they had book. a book. It was come in out. previews like a couple months ago. Remember they had an issue come out last year. I told you it said part one tied into Flashpoint because the book had come out, uh, but the movie got the delayed. Movie was going to be out. Yeah. yeah, I think the toys are out already too yeah. because that movie's been bouncing around the least date. Yeah, I don't. Have oh, they you, just moved back the Marvels. Speaking I saw of Captain that. Marvel, which was like until it's fall, till November, it was kind of yeah. quiet under the radar. I was like, hey, wait, wasn't there a Marvel summer movie? But they're probably trying to space it out. Well, they got. I mean, they're, they're Guardians they're gonna, coming they out in May. They don't want to kill the market, you know? They got Indiana Jones coming out in June. Yeah. Disney's like, hey, we got a lot of movies fighting yeah. against each other, you know? Well, what are they... I mean, so Indiana Jones is in June. June 30th for the 4th of July weekend. And then what's... Nothing till The Little Mermaid, November? I think, is a big yeah. thing they're hoping for. Yeah. And yeah, there's no superhero movies till November. Yeah, no, they don't um, want to cannibalize their audience, but... Wait a minute. No. The Flashpoint comes out in June. No, but I'm saying for Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marvel. Because I know uh, DC's got the Aquaman no. at the end. Towards oh, the no, they have, the they have the Spider-Man cartoon coming out in June. Oh, right. June 18th. Yeah. This uh, secret uh, Spider-Verse, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. See, again, that's a, it's a lot of movies. Because yeah. about May is Guardians. June would have been Spider-Man. And isn't July there isn't that been, Craven, the Hunter thing? That's supposed the, to be out. That's done. I thought that was supposed Maybe to be the August. fall. Yeah. When did they have that nasty Morbius? That was November. That yeah. was in November. Oh, that was... Yeah. That's still bad. I can't sit through it. it I tried to watch it again. September. It was right around Halloween, I remember we saw it. And it was all... Yeah, because it, it was well before Spider-Man, right? One and done. Yeah. Yeah, it was before yeah. the Spider... No. Because it was Venom after Spider-Man. was first. No, the no, Spider-Verse... No, it was Venom, and then it was... Morbius, or no, Morbius was in the yeah, it was like a year ago. Yeah, but it was, they, in January it was after or February the or something last year. No way. Spider Man no. came out in December. Yeah. This was like maybe November, uh, February, February or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
You know what sucks? Somebody say, why do you get mad when they screw those movies up? I go, because you don't get a second shot at this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every time they make a bad Fantastic Four movie, you know what that means? They ain't going to make another one for about 10 years, yeah. if that. Well, we, um, I, I got Rachel to watch just for fun, because we were watching, we watched a couple of Nicolas Cage things. Oh, the Ghost Rider? we watched Ghost, the first Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider's not that bad. The first no, one, the second just, one's out just, of control. It doesn't have enough oomph to it. No. You know? But it funny, tried. The one that we did watch that was really fun is Blade. the one with Pedro Pascal. The the um, Pascal. it's called the like the unbearable. Oh, the one with Nicholas Cage. Oh, the, what's yeah. that on? I want to see this. Um, HBO. I want to say Peacock or something. Oh, it's on one of oh, those. No, no, it's on Stars. It might be oh, on okay. Stars. Yeah, where he's like a stalker yeah. fan. Well, it's he's like Kidnaps a drug him. dealer, and he. Hires him to come to his birthday party, and then there's a whole. But he other plays thing. Nicolas Cage. He plays, he plays a version of himself, more of a heightened version. But it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it becomes serious. Oh. But okay. it actually predicts its own path because they're into movies. So he's yeah. like going to help this guy write a movie. Oh. Like when okay. he gets there. You know, no, like I want to see that. Working on the movie, it's actually really good. I like Pedro Pascal. Yeah. He's of course the Mandalorian, yeah. The Last of Us, which I just watched the other night, yeah. which was really good. Yeah. You know what? Did you watch The Last of Us? Yeah. The, but, in the snow? Yeah. Aren't they just like old westerns, though? Whenever yeah. you watch these shows, even like The uh, the Walking Dead, after yeah. a while they kind of get the same... But what I'm, you know what I'm impressed about? And I, I was What, the production? Because it was, it was cold. You could tell that was real yeah, snow. Yeah, they were filming like, in like Calgary or yeah. something. But. Same thing with the Yellowstone pictures. Yeah. That's up in Montana. That's, yeah. They, they yeah. ain't faking that. They ain't no box. Well, Calgary's up in that same... Yeah, it's no back lot. There's no green screen on that The fun stuff. thing about The Last of Us is that it's mostly... It's like The Walking Dead. It was mostly it about the people. It's about the people. And the zombies the are kind of there. But yeah. the funny thing about it, which I like, is that they blow off big villains. Like, here's the big oh, yeah. build-up, and they're only oh, there for done. one episode yeah, or two. He ain't coming back. And I kind of like that. Yeah, because The, because the it Walking gives Dead actor, made the guys like, oh, but it gives you It gives yeah. you an actor showcase that you can go to some name person even and yeah, say, hey, just it's just two episodes. Yeah. You're not committing it's their to a Batman. whole series. Yeah. They're, they're Cesar Romero's. But it's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? And they can, obviously, since the game has created millions of characters over however many years, encountering they people. probably have tons of storylines yeah. like that that they can just, you know. It's a road picture. It's yeah. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby yeah. in the, the zombie apocalypse. Well, it's, it's, also, it's Lone Wolf and Cub. It is. Yeah. Same as Mandalorian is basically totally. Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah. Totally, yeah. That came back, too. Which Mandalorian? Oh yeah, that yeah. Came I watched the first. One, I watched yeah. the first one. Yeah, it's fun. Sometimes I know it is still fun, I like but the, I go, you know, without Baby Yoda. It's the, yeah, Yoda, if he was, would, yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't yeah. in there. Yeah, that even he's came like up. He's like the Fonzie. Yeah, right. He's yeah, Fonzie. yeah, he shows up. And uh, Carl Weathers, he's like, yeah, you and that one. He goes, oh, his name's Grogu. Goes, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of glossed over that. Yeah, we don't like that name. It didn't test well. You know. <laughs> But no, I thought it was funny. I, I also like. It's funny how that they all go back to being like westerns. I'm like, that was such a big yeah, popular, you know, genre for fifties and sixties. Yeah. Star Wars definitely has that. Oh yeah, because the whole cantina thing. And actually, all three of the first three. Yeah. The first one to break that really feels like to me the first one that broke that kind of western feel was probably the Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Because it felt very science fiction. Tech- Techno science fiction, you know the background. Yeah, stuff. the cloning. The other right. ones were all about amber deserts. And, yeah, yeah. You know, sand and grit and yeah. dust storms and stuff. Yeah, that's funny. I remember my dad when I, we were when he was still alive. I said, "What do you think the prequels?" Because he passed away before the prequels. He goes, "I think they're all going to be on a desert planet with just two or three characters." I'm like, "No, they're not going to go back to that desert." They went back to that desert yeah. every single Star Wars movie. I'm like. 
Why did my dad was call he it? into it that much? No, he was a Western guy. But did but he, he saw he the see movies. him with you? Or did he, you when they were on TV. Yourself? Oh yeah, yeah, because he was not a science fiction guy. Yeah, yeah. and he would see him, and he'd be like, "These are just like a big." Western. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, there's the good guy and the bad guy. Yeah, and they yeah. come into town and they shoot him up. And they, I'm like, no, there's science fiction. He goes, yeah. no, they're not. But he was more of a John Wayne guy. Well, I kind of find that in, my mom was very dismissive of science, science fiction. fiction yeah, or yeah. Anything my else. mom liked it. She liked Star Trek. Which I thought was funny because like Mike Carlin's mom was a Superman fan and oh, she's really? the one who helped get him into Superman and yeah. stuff. And I just, my mom was supportive. My dad loved the Lone Ranger. That my was mom his was supportive guy. of it, but she just, her interest level was only real people. Yeah. yeah. Even if it was a soap opera. If no. it was something with costumes and yeah. characters, just turn right she would off. check right out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering, wondering if that was part of that, that Depression era. I think so. You know, the. the, the I my don't father, know. No, I mean, he liked, like, like, The Shadow. He liked The Lone Ranger, maybe Superman, but no science fiction at all. Yeah. No Buck Rogers and all that. My mom liked Star Trek. She thought that was like a smart person's oh, yeah. thing. She was always like, you know, she... I think well, when I was a my kid, mom didn't graduate I didn't high like school. Star Trek yeah. because I thought it was too rainy for yeah, me. Yeah, that's what my mom was like. This is intellectual. But she I, was, I was like nine years old. So. I was like, you know, so was I. I think she thought that this it was... It was like, probably too brainy This for is very highbrow. <laughs> you know, this is... In, intellectuals watch this. People with glasses... Watch Star Trek. There you, you know? go. I had glasses. People that didn't. don't have glasses watch Lost in Space. But I thought when I was a kid, again, when I was like eight, nine years old, yeah, yeah. I thought the Fantastic Four was too brainy because it was science fiction. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like Daredevil and right. Spider-Man. The street, the street level. Even Iron Man, remember, Captain America. Maybe, maybe Planet of the Apes my dad liked. Yeah. That was all right. But. My aunt took us to that. Yeah, you said. Yeah, and yeah. it was just so cool because she did. She was the cool aunt. That's weird. I didn't have think about it. No, my mom would watch Twilight Zone. So she liked spooky stories. She yeah. liked uh, radio shows. It was called uh, One Step Beyond. One or, Step Beyond or like like a Tales of the yeah, Crypt yeah. type of thing. Yeah. My mom would always say. No, there was another one she always listened to. Um, she would always tell me about it. It was like the science chamber. Of, it was a radio show, like oh, was Chamber it a of Horrors or something. Or well, there was like mystery there were, theater. Yeah, they would do like Haunt of Fear. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was always a radio drama. She was like, "Oh, those are so spooky." Where my dad was more of the Untouchables. I, think, I feel like Orson Welles did Journey yeah. into Mystery or something as a mystery radio show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll have to ask X minus one is a great one from the fifties. Space one? It's a science fiction. It no. adapts like a ton of like famous like Robert science Heinlein fiction and stuff. Yeah, they'll just do. There were it was a radio show. Oh, really? Um, but they did like it was one guy. Uh, they, were, they would do you know the um, Isaac Asimov. Those guys. They did a iRobot really? one. They did um, Richard Matheson stories. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Murray Leinster. Who? Murray Leinster was a very you know. Again, you, like these are guys Stephen who would have been in the science fiction yeah. you know, short story guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's all stuff that they, the Stan Lee regurgitated. One step beyond. It's stuff that Stan Lee regurgitated with his, the Marvel. Oh, yeah, the, those, those, those mystery things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. One the step beyond always with think. the twist. They always had a twist ending. It was and like Twilight's own yeah, ripped off. One step beyond was always spookier. Outer Limits was really like that. Science fiction. Outer Limits was you. Sh- you saw the monsters. Martians. Yeah, yeah. Twilight yeah. Zone. You, they hinted you kinda at it. Didn't see. They the were monster, the shadows. But it was more. Yeah, it was brainier. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else was there? One step beyond. I could have swore there was another one, wasn't there? Outer Limits. One well, step there was beyond. one that Boris Karloff hosted on oh, really? TV. Um, I told you I was going to buy Night Gallery. Oh yeah. I was all set to buy the three disc set of all the Night Galleries. I'm like, why am I spending money on this? I think I borrowed those from Pat at the comic store oh. years ago. They're not that good. 
There's like a, Roddy McDowell, which there's like three or four that are there's good. There's a couple good ones. But yeah. the rest of them are like schlock. Twilight Zone had a better ratio of. And the funny ones, the good uh, Night Gallery one directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. I was like, I remember oh, watching yeah, yeah. one with Joan Crawford. I go, this yeah. is really good. And at the end, it says directed by Steven yeah, Spielberg. Yeah. You're like, well, there you well, go. You, did you watch Poker Face yet? No. It's really good. It's a mystery thing, right? It's a. I was it's the like one a, from uh, Ryan, Ryan Johnson. Johnson, but it's. I still uh, have my last Jedi week. hatred towards Mystery him, of so. the Week. It's oh, like, like the old, it's the like old NBC? Of, yeah, yeah. When the guy would come walking out with it's the flashlight? It's really clever. There's like, I McLeod. think they just, there's one more episode, one more new one on Thursday, but I think oh, it's see, like I would watch that if they did an anthology Yeah, again. no, it's every, it starts out, the, it's like the fugitive in that it's got a backstory and yeah. there's something that she's running from, but she shows up in a new place each week and somehow you it see the murder into happen the story. and then it backtracks right. to where you see her in the background of something and it's really good. It's Is it like clever. an Ellery Queen mystery? It's very clever. Remember because, Ellery Queen with Timothy oh, yeah. Hutt? Yeah, those are or good. Jim, Jim Hutt. No, Tim Hutt. It, it was the Jim dad. Hutt. Jim, Jim Hutt. Hutt. Yeah, They're yeah. really good. I, I, those I are, used to, and the dad was played by... David Wayne. His dad was, oh, was David, David Wayne. Was it David Wayne on the show? The Mad Hatter from Batman. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Well, I was thinking he was on House Calls, too. Oh. Or Wayne Rogers. Oh. No, what was the... Uh, Oh, that was uh, Rockford Files. I'm like, no, Wallace oh, yeah. Berry yeah, Jr. Yeah, Wallace Berry. That was uh, Rockford. And he wasn't even in the first episode. That's what's weird. I rewatched. Well, neither Kramer's not in the first Seinfeld. It was a different actor playing his dad in first episode. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know who he was, but he was similar in that. And my thing is Wallace Berry. Noah Berry. No, well, it's his, his father's Noah son. Junior or something. Yeah, Noah. the dad was in movies too. Yeah. Like Alan Hale, and then there's Alan Hale Jr. Right. Which I didn't know was two different people as a kid. I'm like. They really look alike. They did. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. The, if you watch Robin, Robin Hood, Hood. And I'm like, like, wait, he's on Gilligan's Island? They're like, no, yeah. that was his son. I go, yeah. no, dude, they look exactly alike. Yeah, they were very, very close. Alan Hale and Alan Hale Jr. And I like Dan Blocker and his son. Well, it's like. Robert Montgomery and Elizabeth, Elizabeth Montgomery. Do you know, they look very similar. Uh, well, David Cassidy and his daughter, Katie Cassidy, yeah. was on Arrow. As soon as you find out they're related, you go, oh, my God, you can see it in her face. It's like, well, that's her dad. No, but yeah. I was just going to... Landon, Michael Landon's Michael Landon? daughter, yeah. is on one of these new science fiction shows, and I just found out, and I go... Not Star Trek. The- I just, oh, my God, once you know it's her dad, yeah. you're like, yeah, that's her. Uh, Maybe strange. He had a big things. family. Yeah, he had like seven yeah. or eight kids, yeah. yeah. But, uh, no, there's some new popular show that I was like... I think I saw her name Michael. in something. Was she on Willow, maybe? Something it was on. I, go, I that's... saw her name in something. I thought I saw her name in Car or something. I couldn't believe Jamie Lee Curtis was on Tate. I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was in her 70s. She said she's 64. I go, oh, yeah. no. She could that's be. not me. She was in Operation Petticoat when, in the 70s. Yeah, but she was. She started well, when she was like she was 18. Like, oh, did she? Because I'm yeah. like, that was on the 77. She, when she did... Halloween. That was seventy-eight, I think. And well, she Mark was like Hamill's got to be old. knocking on the door seventy now. Yeah, because Harrison Ford's eighty, and he was older yeah. than Hamill. He was like twelve years older. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I saw some actor's birthday, and I went, "Oh, they're sixty-four." That's what I'm saying. It's like, what? Oh, speaking of Brad Pitt, uh, Babylon. I was telling this at the comic shop. Where is? How many hit movies can you think of that Brad Pitt was in? My wife goes, "Oh, the Ocean's Eleven movies." I go, seven. Hey. Seven, I'll give you. I go, but Ocean's Eleven is more of a. Through it. That's not a hit. It's a good oh. movie, but it's not a tough Meet scare. Joe Black. Not a hit. That was a hit. Yeah, I think Hopkins. Successful. Oh. Not really. Because I started seeing cool it. Cool World. <laughs> oh, I walked out of that one. That opened on my birthday, July 10th. And me and my buddy were in the theater, and I looked at him and said, Do you want to leave? He's like, Yeah, I've never seen it. 
got up and walked out. It was so That's bad. Right. Ralph Bashy. The only one I ever stopped. I mean, I'm he was generally in, good. Attack the block. I made it through the first, like, ten minutes. That's John Boyega. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I this is not for me. I'm done. No, but I'm thinking the Pitt. Yeah. He was in Tank, which yeah. was a good movie with yeah. Shia LaBeouf and John Bernthal. But what, what about what? the Tarantino ones? He was in uh, Glorious Bastards. Bastards. That was, oh, he was in that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That yeah. was that was a good those movie. Those were two big hits. But he's one of those people when you start to think about it. I go, what is his big? Like he, he's no Mr. Tom. And Mrs. Smith was a big hit. He's no Tom Cruise. Yeah. He doesn't have like twenty billion dollar yeah. movies under his belt. Cruise has got all the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah. He's got the Top Gun pictures. He's got Rain Man. He's got. Yeah. But Pitt, I'm like, I don't know. He's been around. He's been around 30 long years. That he's developed into a decent actor. Yeah. Like when he, he was, started, he was, he was just not. He was just Thelma pretty good. Yeah. In that era, he was just a. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr., same thing. Yeah. Had a big career, then went downhill. Yeah. Now he's back. Yeah. I was thinking of DiCaprio, too, because I think I read DiCaprio. somewhere where he had turned like 45 or something, and I went, how is that? Yeah, one? right. You know? No, I say I liked him as a kid. I remember he was in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. I thought that was good. Johnny Depp's another one. Yeah. Depp has had a lot of big movies, yeah, I yeah. think, over a 30-year period. Yeah. Keanu Reeves. But Keanu they're all Reeves. in their 50s, though. I don't know who's the... Is, is Chris... Who? Uh, what's Star-Lord? Chris Pratt. Is he, like, the something. next big deal? Is that, like... Who are the next big actors? Yeah. What's the next generation of actors? Well, someone like Chris Pratt, since he's been in multiple... Hit franchise franchises. things, that right. probably is, like, the Harrison Ford thing. So if, right. he, if he can make a couple of movies that are good Chris in and Evans. of themselves you know and, what I mean yeah but Chris Evans he could be the next big thing he's, he's out of some I don't know though I he's just like Captain America but that's people nowadays it. they make money earlier and maybe they're able to walk away from stuff that they, they yeah. those other guys worked because that was their job when I see Jeremy Renner on TV I'm like ooh what happened there Whenever you hear TV, you're like, uh-oh, his career must be over. He's on TV uh, shows now. Yeah, but he, he was always the unusual. He wasn't the leading yeah. man. like yeah. you know. Or you know what's weird, too, when you see these movies pop up on Netflix, like Anthony Mackie yeah. was just in some haunted house yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Those are the movies I would think that would used to go to DVD or yeah. years ago if there was a blockbuster. Yeah. He'd be like, what is this? Well, it's crazy that Netflix and Amazon also, they're paying like 80 oh, big to 100 money million bucks. Yeah. And putting stuff on streaming, and it kind of how do they make it? And then they're losing money. You no, go, I know, well, but I know. If anything dilutes theater experience and yeah. stuff like that, because yeah. you really don't have to go out. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not even like in the old days when they had the ABC movie yeah. of the week or something. They would do a mini series and they'd pump some money into it, but the movies of the week were generally low yeah, budget. They were, yeah, they're cheesy. They were t- yeah. TV budgets. You yeah. knew why they were on TV and right. not in the theaters. Right. That's why occasionally when you get a movie like Duel. Or don't be afraid right. of the dark. They stood out because you're like, hey, this somebody actually. It's like wow, this is somebody really good. actually went into thinking they were making a major motion picture, and they worked yeah. with commercials. Yeah. So I mean, that's hard to sustain. It was a 90 minute movie with a break every yeah. 15 minutes. Oh, speaking of, uh, I haven't finished watching it. I went back last night. I must have been exhausted. I said, you know what? I just watched the Sting. I'm going to give Doc Savage another chance. Oh no, yeah. You and can't. I did know I rented it for two dollars and fifty cents. Uh, and after, I the first, you my, uh, after the first 30 minutes, I was like, what is going on in this movie? Here's what I think happened to Doc Savage. If you've never seen it, go watch it. Don't go watch it. <laughs> I think they were making that movie for TV. It seems like a TV production. Like It's almost like watching Batman or The yeah. Green Hornet. It doesn't scream major motion picture. Like yeah. Ron Eli, to yeah. his detriment, whatever, he's yeah. not like a leading 
he's good on Tarzan, but he's not like Charlton Heston. If Charlton Heston was Doc Savage, right. it would bring a certain gravitas also to it. Yes, here's the, the in the background actors are all these guys that you know from. Yeah, they're all in. The, the guy who's right. in uh, Breakfast Club. In Chinatown, China, yeah, they all moved, in, yeah. they all went on to other movies. So it's not the actors that are no, bad. No, it's but the, the story. Yeah, but the problem with that one is that it's that still exists. No, yeah, it exists in the wake of Batman. Oh, and Batman was ten years earlier. Yeah, it still existed. That was why. I mean. You needed the Keaton movie. Yeah. Even yeah. Super, the first Superman movie wasn't uh, campy. They cut the camp stuff down. They did. Um, but then the second and third, all those were, became much more campy. Oh, because yeah, yeah. they had that fixed like, thing oh, that it was a comic we, we movie, it has kids. to be funny. Yeah. Because I'm watching Doc Savage. The first, the opening of Doc Savage. When he's in the Fortress of um, Solitude. Well, the no, the voiceover. thing with him up on the on the building, chasing the yeah, Aztec yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really great. That's directly out of the book. That's what I'm watching. And then, and then it falls apart. And then you get the guy in the big giant crib. And yep. you're like, okay, well. What, yeah, I always remember. It's funny. Everybody always remembers that. They go, what was that all about? Because it was disturbing. But no, You're Doc a rock, Savage. Mona. And he gives a little punch in the No, but Doc twinkle. Savage is up there. Meanwhile, Dark Savage in his fortress of solitude, yeah. and they had that narration, yeah, yeah. and he goes up to it, and he's in a snowmobile, and he goes there, yeah. and you're like, so far, so good. And then it looks like the Empire State Building, but they're filming it, and you're like, something's just not right yeah, yeah. here. And all the background care, even the staging of it, yeah. he goes, let's all go to the car, and they all run down to the car. They play some music, and it almost like you watch a Batman yeah. when they're running through to get well, to the, the library. Well, they used the Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know it's John Philip Sousa because they highlighted USA right, right. at the end of his Savage. They played that theme It was song. just stupid. And he's driving to the car in a pouring rainstorm, which you can tell it's Hollywood rain because it seems right. to have like a, a central spout. <laughs> yeah. And they're, rolling, they're driving with the windows down and he's standing on this. Oh, it's a convertible. Yeah. They're in a convertible in the middle of a rainstorm yeah, yeah, yeah. and Doc Savage is pointing to which go. Right. I go, hey, Doc, why don't you, so smart, why don't you invent a roof? Right. Why don't you, a, an umbrella, you know? You should have invented oh. the umbrella hat. And then they got the guy with the pig, ham, yeah. Yeah. and the other guy, habeas corpus. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, it's just, it's the a problem mess. with it is... Why did they remake that, though? I'm like, of all these years, they tried. Years, yeah, they were going to do it with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold had it, had it going for a bit. I think it's the fact that it, it was a flop. That they it's don't like, want to touch it. I mean, think about Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon is exactly the same. They made a Flash Gordon TV show. It's got good moments, but I'm saying, like, it's got good moments. But overall, but ultimately, it's, it's overwhelmed by cheesy... Like Barbarella. Have they remade Barbarella? Right. Well, that's... that was the feel. That's why you had to have like the Keaton Batman, even though it's it does pay homage to the '66 yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman with yeah. the ink, camera angles and the kind of over the top stuff. Yeah, the Dutch It angles. still yeah. felt more serious, and it was the first attempt to kind of step away from it. But then it slid back when Keaton. But Keaton left, it's, it got campy again. You, I'm watching Doc Savage, I go, 1936, yeah. you got the whole Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. You yeah. could really do no, it a good been, movie nowadays. But it was also it. before Raiders. It was before Raiders. It was like 74? Yeah, George Powell was the producer. Yeah. And then there's that cheesy effect with those snakes that yeah, yeah, keep coming yeah. up. It's yeah. like, okay, we get it. Yeah. Guys fight invisible yeah. animated but you, Do you snakes. remember any of the bad, so-called bigger budget science fiction like movies? Like El Diablo? That, no, but that there Italian was made movie uh, with the guy Damnation that Alley. Oh yeah, with Damnation the big bus, Alley. the big RV. Yeah, yeah. With the cockroaches Which, in the uh, in the. Remember, they open up the gas. They're going to the, the yeah. gas. Was tanks. it Jan Michael Vincent in there? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe Michael Lou Gossett or somebody. Yeah. Somebody like that. Brian Bosworth. But there was these, you know, there was just this kind of dismissal. Yeah, it was kind of thing. I think for they, kids, you don't have to make it good. I think they would have like budgets. Planet of the Apes was 
out of its. It oh was, yeah, but they started was, going worse and worse every year. Right, movie. but the, the first Planet of the Apes was really good and, and it was serious. And then each one and, got less money. Right, yeah. Right. So until I mean, towards the end, they were fighting with buses. You had to wait for all those Hollywood guys to die. Yeah. Those exactly and all those guys. They had to die so that the new blood could go. No, we can take this seriously. And then you have the the opposite of that is the Dark Knight, yeah. which is super serious. Yeah. And it's a great movie, but everything doesn't need to be that grim either. No, no. You know, uh, that's, that's why, why like the it's, third one we started work. out with Shazam is that Shazam was kind of like a anti- yeah. an antidote to the darkness. You know, it had a lightness to it, even though it was serious. It was still kind of fun. Well, there were, going back to Ant Man, which I always thought was yeah. like, how are they making a serious movie out of this? Right. There were some really weird scenes in there that were written like at the end of the movie. They. they they had a trailer for that where they were showing him he was in prison and Kang comes up to him like the devil and says oh, oh you lost all those years in oh, jail yeah, yeah, yeah. you lost all years during the blitz yeah. I can help you get that back so you can see yeah. your daughter grow up yeah. I thought that was going to be the, the story like yeah. he's like you know if I like help he him out if I help him yeah. get out of here yeah. He's gonna give me back some time Yeah, that's time true. Thing. I wonder if they what they did rewrite. I thought he was gonna like hey I'll make you go back to when you you'll never go to jail because yeah. you'll know everything's gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. You could stop everything and you could watch your daughter grow up. Yeah. They threw that out. And at yeah. the end, he's like, shows up as the big giant. We had a deal. Yeah. Where's my... I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, and they definitely did something there. The I only, liked it. And no, I, I liked it too, the, but there was definitely some other subplot that I was like... The biggest disappointment oh. I had, I think, was that I felt like the Bill Murray thing might have had more... would have been more and than it just, just was a like cameo. a throwaway. I was like, it what? was funny. But I mean, they, they showed him in the, in the like teaser trailer. Be a big deal. And I kept yeah. thinking like, oh, is that it? But yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, it, the, like, what I wish you could go back in time, I would be curious to see what um, the first uh, Ant-Man would have been. If oh, well, the, the other guy did it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they they kind of tried to capture that There's kind of irreverent elements. feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, and, and the first script was still was the Edgar Wright script. If you, you watch know? Paul Rudd on, whose show was he on? He was on a talk show. Uh, and he talks about he that because they said he was a writer on the first Ant Man movie because yeah. he said he worked with the first guy. Yeah, can't think Edgar of, Wright. Edgar Wright, and then he got moved out, and yeah. then they brought another guy, in, uh, Andrew McKay, who helped write some of the story, who worked out a lot. Adam, Adam McKay. McKay. Yeah. So a lot of his elements, yeah. and then they got rid of him, yeah. and then they brought in the third Payne guy, Green, Payne Reed. The, yeah. He said so. There's parts of all of these movies in there. Yeah. He said, but it was a much different movie when he first signed yeah. up for it. Than what you well, got. Edgar Wright left because he didn't want to. He, he, I think they were imposing connections to, to the, the Avengers. Rest of the universe. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "No, you said I could do my own movie." That's where they. He was. Yeah. What was Paul Rudd? Maybe it was on. Uh, well, he was from Party Colbert. Down. That was the show. I was trying to tell you about the waiters. Party oh, Down. Oh, 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 oh. And Paul Rudd's one of the creators of that show. Oh. He's in the in the mix. Oh, with, you know what it was? It was the podcast uh, called Fly on the Wall. Oh, okay. Which is with uh, Dana Carvey yeah, yeah. and uh, Oh yeah, okay. David Spade. Yeah. And they had run on there. It's about Saturday Night Live, and they asked him about the Ant Man movies. So, no. You said you had to leave by three thirty. Oh yeah, I gotta get rolling soon. But um, no, it was interesting to see. But the one thing that I thought was Ant Man. Now that we can say it's been out for yeah. at least two weeks, yeah. that means spoiler free now. Yeah. Is uh, Michael Douglas had that one scene at the end when he shows up with all the ants, yeah. and he comes walking in, and they give him that heroic moment. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's like when I was a kid, like, well, yeah. that's Henry Pitt. Yeah, he's that the guy that talked cool. to ants. Yeah. yeah. Scott so it's like he's like the villain guy. Like there's yeah. Johnny Carson, yeah. and then there's McLean Stevenson. It right, was always right. like, well, yeah. why do you get the real Ant Man? Because yeah. the real Ant Man is 
that right, guy. Right. This is this, the guy that just found the, the suit. He's the comedy relief guy with the suit. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always like, I don't know why yeah. they always made him the big hero, because I'm like, he's not really the big hero. What well, plays to his irreverent kind of acting. I mean, that yeah. plays to what having Paul Rudd do the yeah, role. where Michael Douglas is a more yeah. heroic character, yeah. Yeah. you know? And he got a Michelle I mean, it's not bad. It's just, and it's funny, too, because, like, I think... I mean, what do you make of that? Because everything like I read for the last from the second week was talking about it being like this big bomb, but it's still making money. Oh, I know. I don't understand and what the backlash was. I think was the, one of the other things I noticed was that was when they first started. Uh, the, when we went to see it, yeah. Within that day, like for that Friday, they were showing oh, yeah, Rotten yeah, Tomatoes yeah, yeah, yeah. score, I don't even look at and it. then the yeah. critics score. Yeah, and the critics score was different. Like. Really vastly yeah, the audience different. score was like 80s, and yeah, the critics, and the critics were 40. Was like 40 it was like half. something, yeah. and it was like, well, how does that work? Yeah, you know. Let's see. I don't. I never. I've never looked at a movie Rotten Tomatoes. I don't. I don't even go to the websites. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. I just avoid it because I go. But I could see I, people doing. That. I see people doing it because I hear Cause it all it's the like time. they see that and they go, oh, is that? Oh, well, I'm not with the dog, and I say, I say, oh, I saw Rotten Tomatoes give 80. I go, dude. I go to the movies yeah. that make up my Just own mind. I don't, yeah. you know, why sit there? But I get don't that read can, that book, it's bad. But that does, it, even in the days of having bad reviews, yeah. you would go, well, maybe I won't see that Friday. Well, that used to be Siskel and Ebert. And then later on you yeah. see it and you go, I like this. I why didn't I I used go? to go to Siskel and Ebert because yeah. I always liked how they had two different points of view. If they and both if you watched it, it, then you go, well, something's up here. But if you watched Siskel and Ebert enough, you knew what their tastes were. I, so you, you do, knew if, yeah. You know, Roger Gene was Siskel, into science fiction. Roger didn't yeah, like Gene it, did. but Gene liked yeah. it. You knew that it, I was like, oh, I think I'll like it. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember watching Blade Runner, the review of that, and Ebert loved it because of the visuals. Yeah. And then Siskel was like, that's not going to get this. It's a boring story, yeah. and I, I hate it. And yeah. I was like, well, he's being honest yeah. about it. It's like, yeah, you can watch that for yeah. only so long. And then yeah. you go, what's happening here? You yeah. know what I mean? So whenever there's a science fiction movie, I always remember Roger Ebert was like, "This is really great." And yeah. then Cisco was like, "It's not Roger. Just yeah. you're 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 razzle dazzle." I still remember him going into this big thing about the nude scene in uh, Blue the Velvet. David Lynch. Um, oh, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Yeah. Um, as if it was a personal affront to the actress that she had to perform oh, the um, nude scene. It was Isabella, Isabella Rossellini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like taking it personally, and really, Roger, and and. You know, uh, the Siskel. other guy, Siskel's going, yeah. she's an actress. Yeah, why she did it. Yeah. She's in she the movie. The it's not like somebody forced her by gunpoint. That's in the movie, but that's in... You know. Oh, and Ebert was all off. And Ebert was just, like, offended for women oh, because, because of it that. Like, yeah. And ultimately, Lynch did that because it related to something from his childhood. Oh. He was, when he was, like, I think he said 10 years old or something... He was outside playing, and this lady walked down the street totally naked. Oh. And he was like, something's wrong about this? But he didn't, couldn't, he was young enough oh, so he didn't know. A movie. And yeah. it turned out that the woman had had like a mental breakdown. It was oh. like a neighbor lady or oh. something. So he always thought about the idea of something that would be tantalizing, but yet seemed really wrong. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a naked lady, but hey, this doesn't, this doesn't compute. Well, I just, so well, that I, plays into his, the whole thing was that it was like, you know, Ozzy and Harriet world, and here's something really that doesn't fit in, you know? No, but what Jade has told me at the comic shop, I thought he was talking about Babylon. He goes, oh, didn't you catch David Lynch's John Ford or something That else? was in the Fablemans, I guess. David oh, the Lynch Fablemans. Okay, because yeah. I'm watching this movie going, I don't see any of this one. <laughs> 
I've been watching the wrong movie. What's going on? This doesn't seem like Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to hit. I, yeah, streaming. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm going to buy it. It's got to be on it. soon, right? It's been out since Christmas. So yeah. I'm figuring any day now. Plus, it's up for awards. Maybe they're waiting. Was that a universal? Like a lot yeah, of his? Yeah, he usually does. So it universal. should show up on yeah, yeah. Peacock or something eventually? Yeah, I would think so, yeah. That's right, the Oscars. I'm interested in it. I just, you know, I think the Oscars It's are so next weird. Week. I used to go see every Spielberg movie in the theater. Yeah. But I kind of stopped when he did that one with. Um, I didn't see West Side Story. No, what was I didn't see that one. What was the one where he lived in the airport? Oh, I like that. Thanks, but yeah, I didn't yeah. go see it in the theaters. The I was like, yeah, and I didn't see Munich in yeah. the theaters. There's, there was a point where it's like, I don't think I have to rush out to see every yeah. Spielberg movie yeah. in a movie theater because usually there was always like you got your value, you got your bottom. You it's know. always it's he never always let good. you down. Yeah, yeah. And then you were like, oh, I guess. Like, I didn't see Bridge of Spies in the theaters. It was yeah. more but like... But doesn't some of that come down to... Well, that's the older when your kid, How old your kids were at the time. Yeah, they're not going to go saw, sit through. There was a lot of stuff like that that I didn't see because I only think when my kids were younger... Yeah, they're not going to see... All I saw were kid movies yeah, or things that were... Yeah, cartoons and animated Pixar yeah. movies. Yeah. Well, I was thinking that, too. I was like, why did I see this sting when I was seven years old? And I'm thinking my mom wanted you. to see yeah. it. Yeah. And then I go, wait a minute, I saw all these movies that I never normally would have seen, yeah. like The Sting, The Great Gatsby, yeah, yeah. The Way yeah. We Were. Yeah. Why was I watching a movie with Barbara? Yeah, because they, she didn't want to go alone, probably, no. or couldn't. Or my go sisters alone. wanted to go, yeah. and you know. But then for all those movies, my poor grandmother had to go see Godzilla. My <laughs> was like, go take him to see Godzilla right. versus Megalon. Right. And my grandma would fall asleep, and I'd be sitting there watching Godzilla pictures. Well, when, I mean, it's funny because when I was. I remember it was probably. The Green Hornet movies they 66, put those, yeah. 67, yeah. somewhere on there. I saw my mom. We got into a kick where we Every would go weekend. on Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. And we would always come in the middle of the movie because <laughs> yeah, you say we would the eat, yeah. and then we'd come in and go to the movie at 8 o'clock. And then you'd watch the half. Yeah, because they, they always started in the odd hour. It was 7 and 9. 1, so 3, 5, watch, 7 and 9. And then you would sit through and watch the first hour and in you the second showing, yeah. and then you'd leave. So it was yeah. like you're seeing a movie's weird. But I saw so many of these westerns. It was like Dean Martin westerns, oh, Frank oh, Sinatra, Dirty Dingus, Dirty Dingus McGee, or uh, <laughs> Cat Baloo, yeah, yeah. things like Lee that. Um, stuff like Copper that. And it was just like, you know, they'd have like risque moments. And I remember sitting there going... Well, I was watching The Sting just now, and I, and I remember seeing that going, oh my god, I saw this one going, oh, Sting. I remember well, certain were, scenes that I remember the lady getting shot in the yeah. head, that's, oh, yeah, that yeah. stood out. I was like, ooh, I forgot but I remember, that. like, there was there was a scene with, like, some, you know, 60s babe with big boobs yeah, yeah, yeah. in that, and I just remember sitting there going, my mom Jane next Mansfield. to me, and I'm like, wow. you know, I'm so confused. I just corrupted my <laughs> son. Now he's going to grow up to be a serial man. <laughs> But not as bad as I still think about Al Vey admitting to me no, that his I mother saw, took I him to see Psycho because she wanted to see it. Oh, really? And he was like, How you old? know, five years old here's or something. Fr- and I'm like, here's wow. A, here's, here's my life story. First movie I remember seeing was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea yeah. with Kirk Douglas. The second movie I saw the same day was Lovers and Other Strangers with uh, Burt Young and yeah, yeah. B. Arthur because it was playing in the theater next to it. Oh, so and, you just sneak across? My grandmother wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they took me to see this movie and then she's okay, that's it. Right. We saw the Disney picture. Right. Now we're going to go see Lovers and Other Strangers. Right. And I just was like, I don't think I should be seeing this movie when I'm five years old. <laughs> Rated R. It went over my head. Yeah. But I just remember there was a line like, what's the story, Richie? That was like a tagline. Oh, and, he, and for years it would be in our house like, what's it? And my mother go, she took him to see Lovers and Other Strangers when he was five years old. Oh, that's funny. Now look at him. He's just deviant. But do you remember those days I, when you when 
the movie, especially when they were in yeah. the... In the yeah, they were next to each other. They had theaters in. when they first started the multiplex yeah. idea. We'd go to the, the bathroom. They would be in the, the, next in the yeah. mall. Yeah. We had the, a couple theaters in the mall. Milford had. And you could go into one. Yep. And then you could... Nobody was watching no. during the day. You'd go into another. You, you could, could see three movies. Yeah, I did. If I you had. timed it right. Because nobody yeah. kicked you out. No, the, only, the, th- the triple header I saw was... Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, Three Amigos, and Mosquito Coast, oh, all in all one three. day. Oh, wow. And I was like, I was there from like t- nine in the morning the till trifecta. six o'clock at night. And the same thing, I walked out to. They knew you. I was like, hey, I'm gonna get popcorn now. I'm going. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> cared because you bought that one ticket. Yeah, They're yeah. gonna show that movie no matter what. Right. They don't care if you're sitting in the seat. And you're buying popcorn. I'm buying popcorn. That's where they yeah. made their money on yeah. the thing, you know. But I remember seeing Three Amigos and Little Shop of Horrors because it was Steve Martin double yeah, feature, yeah. Yeah. and there was a Harrison Ford picture. I was, and like, was yeah, that at the Milford? That was at the Orange Showcase Cinema. Oh, okay, yeah. Which I owned one. the seats, and then I threw away, which I still regret. Yeah. I had four seats from that theater with all the gum stuck underneath them. That's funny. It, and then that one got two got moldy, so I had to throw them away. And then I had two in our garage, and my wife says, "What Why? are you going to do with these?" I said, "Because those are the." Th- did you, do you know how many people farted in those seats? Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I saw the Empire Strikes Back in that gum-crusted, fart-smelling chair right there. It's, it's, it's history. Well, it should be in a museum. Heavy metal frames. They had the metal yeah, frames and a thick too. cushion in the middle. They were bolted to the floor. Yeah. Oh, they were bolted. That's yeah. the thing. When I went home, I was like, well, how am I going to put these yeah. together? It's like, well, I just got to get a, 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 a jackhammer and drag it. Yeah, yeah. That would have worked. Well, never, I could have. These are never moving. These are never moving. <laughs> See, if you bolted them to the floor, she would, they would still they be would there. They would still be there right now. And you'd be able to rock back and forth <laughs> like that. <laughs> but no, they're you go sadly upstairs, long, get some long. popcorn. Your wife says, another film? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, please. I always wanted to have that big movie theater. Oh, yeah. I, that was like Billionaires. They had that, where they had their own private theater inside. I thought that would be the best. The house, like not next to us, but we, it's across the our property. Oh, that, that black There's house? The one that's on the corner. Yeah. No, no. That, not, it's like from where at, we're at, our backyard, past our pool. There's a house. Oh, that way, yeah, yeah. It's on the... When you turn from Tranquility to Sweetbriar, there's this curve around yeah, the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That house was up for sale, again, maybe 2013 or something. Yeah. And they had an open house. And you went in? And we all went in, just out of curiosity, and they had a screening oh, room. Oh, did they really? They had like a 10-seat. Really? In, in a, its own room. Not yeah, a basement little... either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. its own room with the giant screen and it had yeah. a projector. Yeah. Not a movie, but the, you know, digital projector. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember going, oh, my God, it looks right? like a movie theater. right. The best movie theater I ever was in in my life was at ILM in California, and it was the uh, THX Sound Theater. This is where they show movies. This is where Lucas shows the movies. So they brought us in there, and they said, stomp your foot and see if it makes noise. You stomped your foot as hard as there was no noise. And it's like, what is this? And they had designed it so it was like soundproof. So. You could kill people. They never right. <laughs> no, but it was designed for the THX uh, right. uh, digital sound. Yeah, yeah. So when they put it on, like if you're watching Star Wars, you could hear all the rivets and right. all the. But they, they showed us a couple scenes, and we were just like, "What is this?" Never saw a theater like that again. That's the uh, the Letterman Theater at the THX. Wow. Uh, I, no, the ILM. Yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever you call it. Speaking of theaters. My brother sent me a link to a story that I think was Plus in... Cat Theater's back in business? No, oh. but it was about um, when you go... Remember we've gone to movies where they're like 
they're 3D and they're really dark, or yeah, they're 2D you see it, yeah. and they're still dark, and you're because like, why is this dark? Put the thing and they were saying the like that it's widespread. It's that cheap. They have to put a filter over for a 3D, yeah. and sometimes they forget to take the filter off and when they show it 2D. Yeah, no. But it's basically like a darkening thing that's polarized, like a polarized that helps the glasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's uh, happened to me at the, the you know what the, the Trumbull one did that all the saw, time yeah. I was like I can't even see the theater and yeah. then I told the guy and also you see the movie right, right. in the middle of change because the guy forgot because to slide it out because the last screening was in 3D and they forgot yeah. to take the slider out but then they were saying like how bad it is because most of these theaters don't have a dedicated projectionist and the bulbs not bright they just enough. have the guy who's sweeping the yeah. floor go up and push Press a button. the button yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. Dan Yance God rest his soul used to be a projectionist and he was telling me how the bulbs worked and then yeah. you could tell how bright a movie yeah. was like if they knew it was or the bulb yeah, might yeah. have been going yeah. too yeah but yeah well and the other one was them not uh, formatting or switching the sound to the format the movie was done in so that oh that's why you like, can't hear the can't dialogue hear stuff yeah. yeah yeah the explosions are over the sound apparently happens more than we think if you go into the theater and you couldn't Remember hear Tenet? something yeah I couldn't hear Tenet I was looking at you like I can't. I heard explosions yeah. but I couldn't hear the dialogue I was like what's but happening but it does it, did, it made sense then I was like oh that makes sense because I remember seeing that with even seeing some of those um, movies with the kids, we didn't want to see the 3D versions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and always and you'd be to like, wow, everything's yeah. really dark. You know? Yeah. No, I used to do that in the theater, like lift my yeah. glasses up, yeah. go, I could see it better without the glasses, yeah. you know? Yeah. And my son's like, no, I want to see 3D, I want to see 3D. Yeah. But it's they just don't do the 3D gimmicks, remember? I, I, but that was the difference between stuff the stuff that's made, not made in 3D, but it's converted oh, to 3D version. versus what, yeah. like Avatar. Or a yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, Avatar you definitely can see. Yeah, because they were done and they needed a different type of projector. What I just see, oh, the Creed movie apparently is filmed in IMAX, oh, yeah. which I noticed when I watched the movies. On, um, it's more square. You'll see the picture get yeah. bigger if you watch it. Then it'll go well, down. you get the sides coming. The, the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disney so, does that. Disney lets you choose which side you want to see. Somebody mentioned that there was some movie just came out. What the heck was it? I think it, something was restored. The Casablanca or the Maltese Falcon or something, and it's restored and apparently restored to its original aspect oh, the ratio, ratio? Yeah. and it's almost square because well, they've they've cropped in on it over the years. If you go because, to old movie theaters, yeah. the screen was kind of no, it was very square. square. It yeah. wasn't like no. a long rectangle because I remember the Forest came Theater fifties. That was late fifties. To compete with TV is when they started making the widescreen stuff. No, Jay will tell you stories about uh, the Jay the comic story. He'll tell you when he went to see uh, it was a western. West was yeah, it was, was done with yeah. three, three projectors at the yeah. same time, and yeah. you'd watch. They were it. synchronized and shot in a super yeah, wide. Yeah, but it was crazy. So yeah. you looked like you were in the theater, yeah. like you were in the West. HBO Max had that restored, and they digitally restored it so that you can you actually you can still see a slight line. But they, because think about the sinking problem. Would it be oh, crazy? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Imagine getting three cameras going all together, and then you got to show it. In a, imagine yeah. if you're off just a half a second. Oh, you're watching yeah. them. Well, no, Jay told me he saw 2001 like that, uh, and he said in one of the Discovery, the spaceship comes across yeah, yeah. the screen. You're just seeing stars, and then out of the corner of your eye, you slowly uh, see a spaceship coming into frame. And of course, it's Kubrick, so it lasted about 30 minutes. Right, right. By the time it did come across, you're like, oh. I gotta get going. Yeah. So that's it, kiddies. You had an hour. We still bullshit her for an hour and twenty minutes. That's <laughs> enough to keep them happy until next week's. You think we'll get the contact high in Shazam? Uh, maybe not. Not really. I mean, no, we'll, we'll someone saw Quantum Mania and they said, "Wow, this is a good movie to get high with." Right? Yeah, and then we'll bring those two old guys with us too. <laughs> yeah. Jerry's like, "Is there a skunk mating season going it really, on?" Now? It really was. Oh, impressive. it was hysterical. <laughs> when we left that theater, I was like, 
What's happening, and then Jerry? We started I laughing can feel way my too hair much. growing. But we started laughing yeah, yeah, way yeah. too much. People are like, they're on something. It was definitely a the contact high. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this time we're just going to go in there and uh, bring our own CBD. Yeah. And watch Shazam. <laughs> Say the magic word, Maybe Jerry. Maybe that's why the, you need it for the dragon. Maybe the dragon's really cool when you're high. Oh, there is no dragon. It's Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah. Right in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hey, there's no dragon in this movie. <laughs> sure, kid. Sure. Yeah. Go see Silent Running. The dragon is in your mind. Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> on that note, that's it. You got any books coming out this week? So I did have my Shazam cover yeah, Shazam, on The Flash. I just saw that, yeah. The new issue of The Flash has the movie Shazam. And The Mandalorian comes out in a week or two, I think. It's got it was on soon. already. Last week, Wednesday. You missed the first one? Of season no, three. no, your cover. Your cover. Oh, oh, Don't scare no, no. me like that. I was like, no, what are you talking about? I pre-ordered that. No, I think no the in our cover, comic shop, I probably did I miss it. I think the cover is for season two, and I understand that they're still on season one yeah. in the comic. Yeah. So I think mine would be like issue two of and season those two. those Jedi were 40th anniversary is that for a while? Those are in July. Oh, it's a while. Yeah. yeah. They work ahead on that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you do that cover back at Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. They work ahead. I don't know and what the to JS, tell you. The JSA book is MIA. Yeah, it's, issue I'm three. Supposed to, I'm supposed to have a page and a half in issue four, but I. Or, issue four. Which one? Uh, issue, I three. issue three. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. yeah, I still haven't gotten script, so I'm still waiting. But I think they took is it off the schedule. Is that a bi-monthly now? No, I thought they took it off the schedule. Yeah, well, I would too. Yeah, it was yeah. way behind. That's too bad. But that's fine. Why don't you just make it a mini series? Why don't you just wait till yeah, but it doesn't stuff. matter if it's six issues and you can't get two oh, of them. Yeah, out. I know, I know. You know, clearly there's an issue with scripts Seriously. or whatever. Yeah. And once they resolve it, it'll come out. So I can. I'm not know. dying. I'm, I'm happy to. Think your names have will time. be in the credits for short Shazam next week? Maybe. Sure. Yeah, it was in the last one. Yeah. You only you and three people. That was it. It was you, yeah. Jeff Jones, and uh, Gary Frank. Yeah, that's it. We'll see. That's it. We got nothing. All right. Goodbye.